0: Good morning. Can you hear me? It's starting a little bit better than it did this morning, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I thought this morning it was going to be kind of like a dress rehearsal for this one, but uh, nothing went right, so I'll just go ahead and warn you. Uh, I was uh, prepared to come in this morning. I thought, you know, this won't be a bad week uh, to come and speak because there won't be anybody here. It's a holiday weekend, and and there'll be just a small crowd. Well, this morning I was sitting back there, and more and more people just kept coming in. We had probably as many here this morning as there is uh, for this one. And I was really, really nervous. But, you know, God's got a plan for what uh, is going to be done here today. And I just want you all to pray with me before we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. And, Lord, thank you for each and every one that's here today. Lord, I pray a special blessing on them for making time to come out and worship you. And Lord, I just pray that you could let me speak, that it could glorify and lift up your name, Lord, that nothing be done unless we return it to you for the cross. Lord, I thank you so much for Warehouse Church and everyone here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, The song, that's kind of a very traditional beginning, but uh, what I wanted to talk to you about was... uh, For Everything There's a Season, and that was recorded by the Birds in 1965, two years after I was born, and um, a lot of people didn't even realize when that song came out that it was basically all the words from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and I guess, you know, he really owed Solomon some money from uh, the song because he took everything directly from uh, those first eight verses except for the ending when it says... um, Let me see what it says. Uh, It says, A Time for Peace, I Swear It's Not Too Late. Uh, I think that I read somewhere that they wrote that song like in 15 minutes. And that's pretty amazing. It was a pretty popular song. And um, it's got so many good words. I've always loved this passage. And I know Gwen Davis has always loved this passage. We've talked about it several times. But the reason I chose this today to talk about was that we're in a season of change. Right now, we're in a a season of change here at Warehouse Church uh, because we've lost our pastor who went on uh, to do his job in uh, Louisville. But, you know, long before Clayton decided to leave, God already knew, and he already had a plan for us. And he already knew that we would have a pastor in place, and he knew it was going to be uh, Rick Conner. And uh, I joked in the first one, I told everybody, I said, no, I'm not the new pastor, I'm not Rick Conner. Uh, And this morning, everything that, like I said, that I tried to do, it just didn't come to pass. Uh, I got up here and the microphone wouldn't work uh, this morning. And uh, they had to bring me a handheld microphone. And I'm not a creature that accepts change very easily. And that comes from everything, from anything rocking my world to a microphone going out to getting a new pastor, uh, to changing the name. Uh, I'm I'm usually very apprehensive about everything. But, you know, God's in control. And God had a plan for us long before that we started this church eight years ago. And he knew that we'd be here at this moment. Uh, When I come in here this week uh, to bring things for the coffee bar, I I looked at this uh, church and it was so quiet and it was lifeless and dark and it's cold because we control the heating, you know, while we're not here during the week. And within minutes after I got here this morning, this church became alive. Because we had everybody here practicing and uh, getting ready for worship. We had people coming in and and getting ready to, to serve in the children's ministry. The church became alive. And I thank God. And I think that we had to be receptive for a new season. So I want you to look at somebody and say, I'm here and I'm ready for a season of change. In Ecclesiastes, we read these words of wisdom from Solomon, and this is David's son. It says, There's an appointed time for everything, and a season for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. That's Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through 8. God appoints... Season for every one of us. You know, and there, I've been through many, many seasons in my life. I I got to thinking about when I was growing up, I was first a son. I was a a son, and uh, I had my parents, and then I had sisters, and I became their brother. And then um, as I got older, I became a boyfriend. After that, I became a husband. And then shortly after that, became a father. And the one thing that I didn't think I was ready for is to become a grandfather. But it was the best part of my season so far, is being a grandfather to my uh, four grandbabies. And they're all in this church somewhere today. And I, I'm thankful to have them home for, for Thanksgiving. Um, but other, parts, other seasons in my life, was I was a student. I was a student in high school and I was a student in college, and then I started working in a career, and I thought that God had really uh, gave me a way that I was going to work for a company for the rest of my life. I worked for a department store called Watson's Department Store for 14 years. I loved it. I thought I'd be there for the rest of my life. I, I moved to several different stores while I worked for them, and anytime they would call me and say, you know, we need you to go to another store, I never questioned it. I would just go, because I was 100% bought in to that uh, work and to that lifestyle. Little did I know that Watsons would go through bankruptcy and have troubles and trials, and that God had a different plan for me. When I went to college, I wanted to major in education, but I thought, I can't live on a teacher's salary. Uh, back then, it was really, really bad. It's not much better for what they do, but I thought, I can't do that. I want to major in business. And... Uh, when I went into that, I, I didn't realize I was going to end up working in retail, which is hard physically and mentally, especially during the holidays. But I was able to get a job in the school system and work there till I retired. And that was my last season as being retired from uh, Floyd County Schools. Um, it was definitely a calling upon my life. I wasn't a teacher, I was a resource center coordinator. And we've got many resource center coordinators that work here. Uh, or go to church here that work in that capacity. And every one of them will tell you, you don't do it for the money. You do it because it's a calling on your life. Um, I'm so proud of our church for so many uh, different reasons. You know, last week, uh, we were able to take up many shoe boxes that will probably go all over the world. And then we put up angels uh, from all the different schools in Floyd County and wanted them to be adopted out. And all those were adopted, and they'll go to the resource centers, and then they will give them out. That makes their job easier. But we're giving back to our community, not just here in Prestonsburg, but our entire county. So, you know, I, I just thank God that we're going to be a church that's going to work for him. And no matter what we do, we're going to try to give back to our community. Um, <clears throat> you know God uh, lets us go through a lot of different seasons like I said but the big thing is that we got to know that uh, he's always in control in everything in our life we think that he, he is in control but he knows long before things happening cutting in and out uh, what, what we're going to be going through Uh, Sometimes you may wonder, you know, is God really in control? There's so much stuff going on in the world today. You know, when we turn on the news, which is so depressing, you see about crime is up and abortions are up and uh, drug abuse. And, you know, right now this nation is probably more divided than it ever has been in its entire time that I've been alive. I can't imagine it. And probably some of that has to do with social media. As much as I love it, it can be... uh, my own worst uh, enemy, too. But, uh, you know, God has a purpose for everything that we go through. And right now, it seems like uh, it's a hard time. But there's a purpose for everything. And In Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. You know, we live in a world of change. Spring becomes summer and summer becomes fall, fall becomes winter, and then winter becomes spring again. And with all those seasons, uh, there's things of beauty and things that are great about that. Um, when we're in the spring, it's when, after a rain shower, you can see how the trees just get so vibrant and green and just after one rain, and everything's made new. In the summer, it's time for vacations and pools and, and enjoying yourself. In the fall, which is my favorite season, it's not for a lot of people, I love to see the colors on the trees. And I love to see, uh, be able to sit by a fire or, or wear you know warmer clothing, because it hides a lot of stuff too. <laughs> you, you can wear layers, and that's what I like about it. But um, I love winter. I really do. I love winter. The things I like about winter is the first snowfall. And my wife, who loves winter uh, snow, is probably, she gets so excited. But every year, the first snowfall happens at night, and she can never see it snow. You know, she always says, Why does it have to snow at night? Why can't I see it? But uh, I love to see snow, and I love to see Christmas lights. After the Christmas lights are down, it, it might get a little dreary or whatever but the next thing you know what, it's gonna be spring again and we're gonna do it all over. So there's a reason for everything. Um, When I was trying to get ready to talk today, I was thinking about the seasons of everything from this computer. I haven't had this computer very long, but I started typing and uh, my uh, word (coughs) prescription, not prescription, subscription, had run out, so I had to get a new uh, Word downloaded. And I was trying to type, and everything that I do, I always send it to my proofreader, Diane, at work. So I would email it to her. Well, I don't know what I did, but I put it in a read-only format and never could get back off again. So uh, it was really frustrating, and I thought, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. You know, I kept trying to convince myself, that I got myself into something, and then I thought, how can I back out of this? I really don't know if this is a good idea. But I think, you know, it doesn't matter because what I got to say is from my heart. And I was so nervous this morning, and, and Lindsay told me, she said, Brian, don't worry about it. She said, everybody loves you, and everybody accepts you. And that's the most important thing. You know, I don't profess to be very knowledgeable as far as the Bible. Uh, I, Brian Griffin is probably one of the most knowledgeable people that I've ever knew about the Bible. Um, and I can't deliver a sermon like Clayton Case does. He has more heart and more, more charisma about it, and it's such a gift. And, you know, I thank God for the season that we had Clayton, but I'm, I'm looking forward to our new season when we have our new pastor because it's time to get busy again. Um, So many times I think about our church in existence over the last eight years and where we came from. When we started, we were a mobile church, essentially. We had all of our equipment, all these speakers and screens and everything in a trailer. And we would have to meet very early in the morning and take it over to Jenny Wiley and unload it. And when we were there for uh, the cold times, you would touch some of that metal and it would be so cold it would hurt your hands. But I like the cold better than I do the hot because, you know, when it's hot, I sweat really bad. As Brenton said when he spoke, all acres is do two things. You sweat and you cry. So (laughs) I'm going to try not to sweat and I'm going to try not to cry while I'm up here. Uh, But, uh, you know, we did that for several years over at Jenny Wiley. And then we came and we were able to purchase this building. And I think that I got to a point in my Christian walk, I thought, we've made it. We have a building. And I think it almost became to where I was being real lackadaisical about what I needed to do. Because I thought, we have a building. I'm saved. I'm satisfied. I'm going to sit down. You can't. Uh, even though I can't do a whole lot, physically, I can do stuff that's not hard. i i run the pro center a lot here and it doesn't take a lot of effort to hit that space bar with my finger so I can do that but you know a couple of weeks ago we had everybody come here and do work on a Saturday and we were here all day and many of you probably can't even tell what we did but it was an amazing amount of work done in a short time because everybody jumped up and helped, and everybody had different things that they were good at, whether it was painting or building a small porch off of this end or fixing uh, doors that were kind of out of square or whatever. And Wendell and uh, Eric were up on a big old, I don't know what you call that. Wendell, what was that? Scissor lift. Scissor lift out there putting sheetrock up to fireproof our uh, old warehouse part to our new rooms for a... Uh, to be in code, but we were able to do so much, and everybody has different things that they can do, uh, a lot of mine was calling in food and going to get it, or going by buy candy for, or whatever, like that, I love doing stuff like that, because I can do it, don't give me a hammer, because I'm going to break something, <laughs> uh, and I'm just not very mechanical in any way, I wish I was, um, but like I said, you know, things about change, change is good, because you don't want to a Christian Couch Potato where we are just full of grace and satisfied. Uh, change can help you learn to adapt to new situations. And like I said, I hate change. And when we were going through uh, the changes when Clayton uh, told us uh, that it was time for him to move on and go uh, be on his journey somewhere else, I took it so hard because I don't like change. Um, when we were naming, renaming the church, I was like, oh, I don't like this. But, you know, it makes so much sense. And it didn't make sense to me until we went through that sermon series here about the the four people that we heard their stories. You know, we have people who went through seasons of addiction, people who went through seasons of divorce, people who went through seasons of mourning, and people who were just going through seasons of trying to find, you know, Jesus in their life. And every one of those, when they were going through it, they probably didn't know that there was any hope or anything better going on because they were in the middle of that season. A lot of times we don't see the season when it starts. We see it right in the middle, and we think there's no end to it. But you know what? Each one of their stories had an ending to it, and it uplifted all of us because their stories was so personal and we were able to apply it to our lives even though we didn't go through the same things they did but it changed lives and I thank God for that you know as Christians we we all go through great changes and I think about when I was first saved I didn't know a lot at all about being a Christian Um, I I just knew that I wanted Jesus in my heart I felt conviction and um, I was the first person in my family to be saved. And they thought I was a little bit wacky. Uh, I came home and I told them, you know, I I wanted to get saved and and baptized. And we didn't even have a Bible in the house except one of those great big family Bibles that I don't know who sold them, but they probably weighed like 30 pounds. And I dragged that thing into the living room and lay on the floor and and hoist it open and, and start reading it. And started reading in Genesis, and it got pretty boring after a little while, after the creation and things like that. But it was the only Bible I knew and the only thing that I had. But you know what? God had a reason for me being saved. And I thought it was just for me, but it wasn't. It was because my family needed Jesus. Um, My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was in fifth grade. And if I hadn't been saved... If I hadn't taken her to church when I got baptized, I don't know if she would have ever got saved. But I was able to see her get saved. I was able to see my little sister get saved and baptized. Years later, my sister, older sister, and her husband were saved. But yet there was a missing piece. And the missing piece was my dad. And I didn't know if he was ever going to get saved. But you know what? God knew. And I, I felt like I needed to give up. Because I thought, there's no way. And I'm talking about 20 years after I was saved, I was still praying and hoping that you know, my dad would give his heart to the Lord. But it took a major thing in his life to uh, give, give in. Because what my dad saw, I'm a moral person. I work every day. I provide for my family. I don't steal. Um, I've been doing everything I possibly can. But he didn't have Jesus he was on a ventilator long story short for seven weeks and uh, they didn't think he was going to make it but he came off of it and went back to work he was saved and baptized and uh he was a different person if you knew my dad before and after he got saved you would know you know so many people when they get saved sometimes they're real young and you really don't see but I saw a difference in my dad and uh It made a difference in our whole family. It really did. Just to have that assurance, you know, that when he passed away too, that he was gone to heaven. Um, You know, we also have to think about God does not change. And that's the the greatest thing. Um, You know, what would it be like if we woke up one morning and we found out that, you know, God wasn't a forgiving God? God. Or he wasn't merciful. And you know one day he is. And one day he's not. God's not like people that here on earth. He's going to be the same. As he was 2,000 years ago. As he is today. And he's not going to. Not answer your prayers today. And answer them tomorrow. He's always going to answer them. God's unchangeable. This means that you can always count on him to be there. And the big thing is that he didn't change his mind about you. And I believe long time ago that he knew, you know, you and he wanted what was best for you and once you're saved and you have him in your life, he doesn't give up on you. No matter if you make a mistake or if you feel like you failed him, he knows you're going to fail him because he knows everything. The things we go through life's not in vain. And we talk about uh, our situations. You know, our situations won't last forever. Um, when we start a season, sometimes we're going to see that we're, we're in a valley or uh, we're in a time of sorrow or whatever. Um, if you're in a certain season of life, you can be confident this season will come to an end at some point. Let this serve as a reminder that our own circumstances will change and that something will come uh, uh, as you expect in life. Whatever God takes us through this because he has a purpose. Perhaps to maybe deepen our walk with him or to give us strength for something else that's coming down the way. We're going to get over sorrows. Everybody here has had sorrows in their lives. And thank God that we can get over sorrows. We're going to get out of the valley. We must endure most of these seasons because God wills us to go through them. Whatever season you're in today is for a reason. We may never know the reason. But as it's stated in Ecclesiastes 3.12, I know that nothing is better for them uh, than to rejoice and do good in their lives. And that also every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good things and the labor in his life. It is a gift to God. In all circumstances, God set forward this season, just as flowers grow and the leaves fall. God makes everything in the season beautiful. And we think about that with seasons. You know, every season has something beautiful about it. And we just have to take what we can get the best part of it. And in Galatians 6, 9, it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good things, for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. And that's a big thing. We can't give up. And right now, um, we're in a transition or a season of change here. We can't give up because we don't have a pastor here in the building today. He's coming soon, and he'll be here. And uh, things will get back to normal. But uh, it's going to be different. You know, we don't know what uh, it's going to look like a year from now. But God does. You know, none of our lives, if you go back and think about what our lives looked like 10 years ago or 5 years ago or even a year ago, it's not the same that we thought it was going to be. Um, you need to make the best of each event and each season of your life. And uh, <clears throat> little did I know when we uh, had kids at home that there would be a time when we would become empty nesters. We did have 10 years between our oldest and our youngest one, so we always had somebody in the house for a long time. But then when McKenzie left, Uh, to go to school, we found ourselves by ourselves for the first time in a long time. And it was was a difficult change, but it it became a a sweet thing because every time they come in, we get to have a a small reunion. They've been here this weekend, and um, we got to spend a lot of days together and a lot of time, and I will never take it for granted. And last year at Thanksgiving this time, we found ourselves all separated because of COVID. Um, Taylor was sick and her and Mackenzie were at their house and I was quarantined and, and Josh and Lormer were in Lexington and B and Casey were in Somerset. We were all separated and that was a hard Thanksgiving, but you know what, it was temporary. This year we were all together again and it made it just that much more sweeter because we were. So don't ever take for granted the days that you have together, because we don't know what it will be like. We sure don't. But right now we have each other, and we need to to enjoy that. We need to enjoy your children, enjoy your cars, enjoy going shopping, enjoy going golfing. Anything that you want to do, it's okay to have fun. Christians can have fun. Christians can laugh. And I think it's really, really important to do that. Um... Everything has a purpose, and I said, even the cold winter storms. um, If you just wait with patience for full revelations of God, mysterious plans, all we can see a lot of times, like I said, is the middle of where we're at in our season. But uh, we need to be able to set aside a place in our heart where we can trust God to provide all the needs because he loves us so much. And I love this church, and I love being with you all. You know, last year when we were kind of doing everything virtually, I really mourned for the time that we could be together. And, you know, now that we're back here, we're still missing a lot of people for whatever reason. But you know what? God has provided. He's put new people in our lives and new people in this church to give it life. Uh, other people get married and, and move on to other things. And But we're so glad that you've made a choice to come here to be with us, even if it's for a season. Because, you know, none of us are guaranteed that we're going to be together forever. Um, You know, just like with Clayton leaving, we didn't know that he was going to be leaving for a new season. But you know what? I rejoice because we had him for a while, and I rejoice that I'm with all of you right now for a long while. Um, As we get ready to close... um, I, I, I'm not a traditional person. That's why I chose the music to begin with from the birds. And then I want to close with something like a David Letterman's top ten list. So uh, I hope nobody <laughs> fires me. I guess you can't fire me if it weren't for free. So uh, I'd like to give you ten things that you don't have to worry about, uh, uh, you know, right now. Number ten, the Bible still has the answers we got to remember to to read our Bible. We need to pray after we read our Bible. And we need to sit still and listen to what God has to tell us. Because a lot of times if we read and we get up, we miss a lot of important things. Because that's when he can truly speak to us in our quiet time. Prayer still works. We we joke and laugh uh, in our small group talking about, has it come to this that we have to pray? Somebody had said that before. You know, it's important to pray. You know, pray with your spouse, pray with your family, pray by yourself, pray as a church. Uh, It's it's so important. And the Holy Spirit still moves. You know, I felt him when I came in this place. Like I said, when you come here during the middle of the week, you don't feel a whole lot. But once you hear the worship uh, band and the vocalist start singing, I can feel the Holy Spirit. And I thank God that I can feel that in my heart. And I have that assurance because of that. God still inhabits this place. And this is what's so important. You know, whether people come, people go, God is still here, and he's still going to make a difference in all of our lives. We just have to be willing to to have him here. And number six, there will be anointed preaching after Rick comes. So uh, it will get better, I promise. And uh, there will still be singing of praises. God will still pour out his blessing on his people. And there will be room at the cross for all of his children. Number two, Jesus loves you. If you don't know him today, just know that Jesus cares for you. You have an opportunity to come to the altar and to meet him here. You know, this altar is so much more than just a place to come up here and uh, just to rededicate It's a place for thanksgiving. Thank him for everything he's done for you. It's a a place for renewal. Is this a season that you're kind of stuck in and you need a new start. You know, that's what's so great about being a Christian and having God in your life, that he's there to meet you when you're willing to come back to him. So this altar is used for so many different reasons. And Jesus loves you more than I could ever love you. And then number one, Jesus still saves. And that's what's so great. I want heaven to be crowded. And I want to know that each and every one of you are going to be there with me when I go there. So, you know, if you don't know him today, you know, let this be your new season. Let this be your new day of discovery. And I just thank God, you know, that he saved me when I was 15 years old. And made a way that my family could be saved. Not because I was saved. Not that I did anything. He just opened up the door for my family. And I thank God for that. So if you'll just stand and and listen to the music. And make a decision to serve Him today. Whether it be for salvation. Or a time of renewal. Or rededication or whatever. This altar is open for you. Thank you all.
1: Will you all pray with me? Oh, God, you are so good to us. And bad things still happen, and that's okay. And seasons come and go, and that's okay. Because I know that you have grace for me that's more than I can ever contemplate or think about. You have mercy for me, and it's new every day. let us rejoice in you let us rejoice that we are your children let us rejoice that we are forgiven by you let us rejoice that we've been given another day to praise you so God hear our voices and be pleased hear us as we sing to you not so others will hear us God but that you will receive the glory and that you will look at us and you will think I love them My kids are singing to me, and it's so beautiful. Accept our worship, God. May our hearts be prepared for it. May we get rid of the anger that we have or resentment or grudges, God. We love you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.